Welcome to our New Testament devotional guide. Today we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and what a great, great chapter this is, focused around the resurrection. First, it focuses around the truth of Christ's resurrection. The message of the gospel is that Christ died for our sins according to Scripture, and that he was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the Scripture. Now, verse number one says, this is the gospel you received and in which you stand. Verse two says, this is the gospel in which you were saved. You were saved. It is a clear gospel. Now, the resurrection was prophesied in the Old Testament. Notice he used the word uh, according to the scripture. Notice passages like Psalm 16, 8 through 11 or Isaiah 53, and we see that the resurrection was prophesied. But the resurrection was also witnessed. It was witnessed by Peter and the 12 and more than 500 and then James and then the apostles and then Paul. And this was the message that was preached at the end of verse number 11. So says, so we preach and so you believed. Now, the truth of Christ's resurrection brings the truth of the believer's resurrection in verse number 12 and following. Believers can resurrect because Christ did. Now he goes in verse number 12 and says, if Christ has preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? So he's going to say believers are going to rise from the dead as well. And he says in verse 14, if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty. Our faith is vain. Preachers are false witnesses, verse 15. Our faith is futile or useless in verse 17. Believers are in their sins, verse 17. Dead saints are eternally lost, verse 18. Christians are to be pitied in verse number 19. But believers are going to rise from the dead, just as Jesus did. Jesus was the first fruits, verse number 20. But the first fruits was just the first of the harvest to come out. There would be more to follow, and Jesus is the first fruits. And just as Adam, in his natural state, brought death, Jesus is going to bring life in verse 21 and 22. And ultimately, we're going to reign with him. But believers, as we think about this picture of the resurrection as, as well, they're, go they're going to be resurrected. Notice verse 29. Otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead if the dead do not rise at all? Why then are they baptized for the dead? The, the picture of being baptized for the dead sounds quite confusing. It's, this is not baptism by proxy, that someone is baptized for someone who died. Instead, it's, they are baptized because of the weight of the influence of those who died. And because we have great hope for those who died, and as they live for Jesus, and now we believe that they are alive, that causes us to say, hey, I'm going to live for Jesus. So verse 31, I'm not going to live for self, but I'm willing to live for Christ and die daily. I'm not going to live to eat and drink, and, and so tomorrow I can die. Instead, I'm going to live a selfless life because I believe in the resurrection because of those who have gone before and the influence that they had in my life. And just as Jesus rose from the dead, we believe that they are alive today. So Paul then says, don't be led astray by those who deny the resurrection in verses 33 through 34. Then there's questions about the resurrection. Verse number 35, there's two of them. How are the dead raised up and with what body do they come? So how are the dead raised up? Notice what he says in verse number 36, foolish one, 
What you sow is not made alive unless it dies, and what you sow you do not sow that the body that shall be, but mere grain, but perhaps wheat or some other grain. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed its own body. In other words, hey, God has great power, so don't be foolish on this. Just as a plant dies, uh, a seed goes into the ground and dies and brings forth a living plant, God is going to bring life through our physical death. And then notice that second question, and with what body do they come? Well, it tells us in verse 38, but God gives the body. In verses 37 or verses 39 through 44, it talks about the different kinds of bodies that are out there, but it shows what kind of body we're going to have. Notice verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body sown in corruption is going to be raised in incorruption. The body sown in dishonor is going to be raised in glory. The sown the body sown in weakness is going to be raised in power. The body that is sown a natural body is going to be raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. We also are going to have a heavenly body. If you slide down verses 45 through 49, it's going to reference Adam and and the second Adam or Christ. And notice what he says in verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. We'll have a heavenly body. And we're going to have a changed body, verses 50 through 57. He says, flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God, but we're going to be changed. And in light of that body that is changed and puts on immortality and incorruption, he says in verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, just as you believe in the resurrection of Christ and have trusted Jesus for salvation, be encouraged in him and live for him. And that's our challenge today. 